This podcast contains material and language that may be disturbing to some listeners. While not explicit, listener discretion is advised. David and Shane discuss their random paranormal adventures and stories. We dive into paranormal cases from the past and the present. We also talk about what got us into the paranormal, the highlights, and the scary moments while on our adventures. This is Shane, and you are listening to Bear River Paranormal Podcast. Hey everybody, just before this episode starts... We need to discuss a couple things here. Logan, Utah is getting its first Paracon. It's going to be on October 8th. Location and other details are to be announced. But as it sits right now, my group, Bear River Paranormal, will have a booth there. And I was also asked by the founder of the Paracon that's going to be hosted here in Logan to be a special speaker at this event. So if you would like to come and see me speak or come and see our booth, we will have all of our information posted up on our website and we'll also have information posted up on every single episode leading up to October 8th and then we will go from there. Hey everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. My name is Shane. I'm David. And on this episode, we are talking about all things aliens. We will also be talking about a couple of residential cases and a great piece of equipment that people should have on a investigation. So starting off, aliens. Now, yes, we are a paranormal podcast, but we have interest in other cryptic-like animals as well. On the last episode, we talked about Bigfoot, and on this episode, we are going to go into the weird little creatures that come from the sky, known as aliens, or UFO, unidentified flying aircraft. Aliens have been around for years. At least some of the oldest documented cases was at least... 150 years ago, 200 years ago or so, and I'm sure that even farther back, like when the Egyptians were here, some of their drawings on the walls and everything depict gods and and everything like that as alien beings that came from the sky and stuff like that. And you can go into the conspiracy theory on how they built the the pyramids to correlate with what the aliens wanted and that's just not the uh, Egyptians that was also the Mayans down in South America over in Europe hell we've even seen some of the things happen here in the United States North America stuff like that now with the aliens aspect of it there's been a slew of people. I think there's been more people that have seen aliens that have seen Bigfoot, to be honest with you. There's been video evidence of it. There's been pictures of it. There's been some faked evidence of it. There's certain parts of the United States, particularly if anybody watches the Skinwalker Ranch TV show, they talk about They primarily talk about the alien aspect of it, not so much of the paranormal aspect of it. So, I mean, it's everywhere. Around here, there's people that hunt aliens. They're very known in the the field, and they've also been featured on TV as well. They know where all the hotspots are. They know where to go. Plus, there's Area 51 over in Nevada. There's Roswell, New Mexico. Some of the more famous locations for supposed UFO activity. Now, David, have you ever seen a UFO? Have you ever researched aliens or anything like that? Um, 
research not really i mean i see people talk about stuff a lot with aliens um the only thing i've ever had i felt like i've had an encounter um was uh, when i was a kid um i was at my grandparents house and i was uh i was in the hot tub by myself uh looking out the side of uh uh the mountain um and i just remember looking at the mountain and i saw a light from the side of the mountain it was like an orangey yellow light that i was like ah, it looks like a car headlight that's kind of bright and then it just went up the mountain and when it got to the tip uh it was higher than where my deck was and then it like just disappeared i thought that was really weird but mm-hmm. it's it's hard uh when it comes to seeing lights in the sky because there's so much happening in the sky uh that's man-made and stuff that it's hard to tell um so like for me to believe in in a thing i'm seeing a would have to be in person and b it had to be with good defined uh shape and uh definition to it for me to be Mm -hmm. like that isn't something that seems normal yeah and then second to that when it comes to aliens again i'd I'd have to see them uh in, in person do I believe that they possibly exist? Absolutely. Uh, our universe is so large and big. Who knows what's out there? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't. I really haven't had too much uh, experience with them here. Yeah. And with aliens, UFOs, whatever you want to call them, there's been thousands of documented reports of it between the government to the pilots that fly the commercial aircrafts, to the military, to private um, aircraft owners flying, to people just that are on the ground. There's been thousands and thousands of documented incidences of UFO activity. I think the most recent one that really caught my interest was, uh, I don't know if you saw this, David, but the, the, the U.S. military caught a unidentified flying object in the sky and it was in a triangular form and it was acting sporadic and supposedly the government came out and said that they don't know what this is it's you know as it sits it's on a a unidentified flying object not saying that they're taking blame for it or anything or they're trying to cover up anything i watched the footage and i thought it was quite interesting don't know how real it is or anything like that but this is the common occurrence that's happening, particularly in this day and age with the modern technology, internet, stuff like that. Before then, you would just read it in a newspaper, you would see it on TV, read it in a book, a magazine. And if you knew the person that had the experience, obviously they would talk your ear off about it as well. I mean, there's been people that talked about getting anally probed, getting probed everywhere else, a big white light that takes them into this big bright white room with weird looking grayish green looking creatures with big black eyes poking you and stuff like that i don't know if that's true or not i don't know i don't know that that's my thing it's just i don't know but it's definitely caught my interest i really do not believe that we are the only species in the universe there has got to be another form of race or any type of species out there in another galaxy far far away from here and who knows they might be more advanced than us relatively speaking the universe is still pretty young even our galaxy is still pretty young i mean we're we've already surpassed dinosaurs other living creatures that are no longer with us you know and we've evolved and that's got to be the same way with some of these other universes and galaxies and stuff like that trillions of light years away now i've been watching a lot of science type stuff and they talk about how there's certain planets in our solar system that could harbor life you know there's planets in our solar system that have water under you know a thick sheet of ice but there's still water on those planets and those could have the microorganisms to be the basis of life as we know it. And 
honestly, I think if we just go into, if we could anyway, go into the universe and go to another galaxy that has a, that has a planet similar to ours that could harbor life, who knows what we could find there, you know? So I'm, I'm a true believer that there's gotta be another form of a life figure out there in the universe. I just don't think we have the resources and the science to be able to prove it quite yet but with the amount of alien interactions that we're getting here it leads me to believe there's got to be something else out there what are your thoughts david yeah i again i agree that i believe that there's potentially some type of species out there um whether or not they've uh, been able to have the ability uh, for advanced flights, um, I don't know, but I would I would have to imagine if you were an alien species or whatever species you were that uh, originates from a different solar system, and you managed to find the ability to um, travel, and you found our Earth, and you came down. I mean, you're not gonna know. Like if I was visiting somewhere else and we just land there, I'd be like, huh, this is very interesting. I feel like a lot of people would know more you know unless there's literally an ability in which like they were able to come down to this earth before there was a a huge population and uh came to an understanding with the people here and be like yeah we're not going to come back because it'll just cause panic i don't know it's just crazy that if there is I, i don't feel like we've been contacted by any type of race of aliens but i believe that they're probably out there and are probably at the same level of technology that we are at right now and just haven't been able to reach that level yet or the universe uh in its vast wisdom um of species maybe they're just waiting for us to develop the level that they're at before they start connecting uh with us you know maybe Mm -hmm. there's like a a waiting period uh when we're able to actually do interstellar travel that they're like okay now they're ready to be part of this bigger society that we already have going on with other planets you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so do you think that just coming by and checking on us to see what our progress is before we get to that point yeah maybe there's a type of like federation uh council out there that are consisted of even like humanoids like us and there's like a protection on this galaxy saying no one can enter until they are ready to enter in the confederation and there's like a blockade or what who who knows what's happening out there you know scientific wise that we don't know and we're just here chilling waiting until we develop technology that we can go out into space and do all this stuff and they're like we recognize you're traveling out into space and then this corporation comes up uh from a different planet saying well since you're traveling out into space there's a few things you guys need to know and then Mm -hmm. they let us in on all the details that have been going on for whatever long i'm assuming they these people in space would have rules to not interfere with life that isn't ready to know uh outside existence uh of us and i think there's actually what is it there's a show i used to watch uh, on fox it was called the the orville it had seth mcfarlane in it so it was like kind of kind of funny like they were trying to like mock star trek in a way but they were also it was also kind of serious too like they were like not just pure comedy but like and they did they had they had a rule uh because they all the planets in their database uh they knew what planets were aware of outside uh you know life and then there were other planets that didn't know and they said uh the rule is you can't land on these planets that don't know of outside life yet because it can cause a human or whatever creature level extinction if they knew there was an outside uh life yeah so it's it's weird potential political science that goes into if there are species out there and they're intelligent enough maybe they're just sitting back and observing waiting until we're to the point where we're at their level before yeah. they uh make themselves know that we can handle knowing the truth because honestly as of right now 
as a human species, I don't think we can handle the truth of outside life. Yeah, well, it's been very apparent the last few years that people can't handle the real truth anyway, but I digress. Yeah, I, I kind of, I, I definitely see your point. I mean, the human race has had an, an obsession with UFOs and aliens ever since they could produce it on a TV screen, you know? And even before then, there was books, there were magazines, there were newspaper articles about this kind of stuff. And then once movie production became a thing and TV production came a thing, I mean, you have the sci-fi stuff like Star Trek, Star Wars, Stargate, stuff like that. Then you have the more history-based or real-time docu-series type episodes that talk about UFO hunters and UFOs in general and then all that good jazz. So I mean the human race as a whole has a huge interest in alien life, you know? But I think in general we're just not ready for that. I mean we're now to the point where we can send satellites up in the sky and send them as far off as Jupiter, you know, Saturn, and even as far as Pluto and beyond. But those are unmanned spacecrafts that send radio waves back to Earth to to tell us what's going on. I mean, we're now to the point where we're exploring Mars with a rover and a droid. You know, um, not a droid. Um, drone? Drone, thank you. With a drone and everything. So, I mean, we're taking our baby steps. Our our technology and our science is advancing, is advancing as fast as we can advance, you know, but I still think we are far, far away. I mean, the talks of 10, 15 years ago of doing a space exploration with people to Mars is still a dim light in the universe as it sits right now, but it's becoming more and more apparent as the years go by that we could, in fact, colonize Mars in the near future. But I really think we need to expand outwards and start searching for those lives. I mean, you've heard of those reports of getting weird radio signals from the universe, you know? Our satellites have picked that up, haven't been able to really decode them or anything because we just don't know what is causing that, those sounds. Now, the universe makes weird sounds in general. I mean, when stars explode, when black holes are forming, when black holes suck in a, a, a planet, there's a, do a, a, a dozen different things that could be going on in the universe at that time when they caught those radio signals. So who knows if it's actually UFO or not. Now, with the actual... Um, with the actual reports of coming in contact with aliens. I mean, there's been pictures floating around of frozen, cryptic-like alien creature that was frozen to the ground. Roswell, New Mexico and Area 51 are notorious for alien stuff. And there's been other things that the government has been being quiet about. Now, obviously, who knows and who trusts the government and what they say and everything in regards to UFOs and aliens. But I'm kind of curious if we have been contacted before and the government is just not letting us know about it quite yet. Because they haven't really de declassified anything. I'm pretty sure Area 51 is just literally a testing facility for the United States government to test all their new spy planes and advanced stuff and all that good jazz. I don't know if there's an actual flying saucer at Area 51. That's just me, though. I think it's just more of a hype than anything else. I'm definitely not going to go take the risk of trying to go up, drive up to the gate because I really don't want to get killed, personally. But I wouldn't mind visiting Roswell, New Mexico. I think that would be a pretty good place to, to go check out and go see some of the statues that they've created for aliens and all that good jazz. But, realistically speaking, I I don't know. I'm torn. I think, at one point in time, we probably were contacted by aliens. But, who knows? There's the naysayers out there that don't believe in it at all. There's the people that heavily believe in it. You know, then there's the... There's the other folk like me that are on the, on the fence. 
I could swing either way. I could either believe it or not believe it. I want to believe it because I really don't think we're the only species in this whole entire vast universe here that we are in. But at the same time, like you said, I just don't think we are ready for the truth yet. I think people would lose their mind if they found out that there were planets out there like us that we've been communicating for 20, 30 years now, you know? Yeah, it's it's interesting. Honestly, I don't feel like even if the government did know and they're holding it from us, I it doesn't really bother me that they're leaving it uh, the information to themselves. I don't need to know. It's not something I need to know. It'd be interesting to know, and I wouldn't mind knowing, but it's not something that I want to actively uh, search for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think when it comes to that stuff, I think it is we're not going to know until we're ready, and people aren't going to know until they're ready. And if you're going off individual cases where this individual was ready, and so that they got to know, but now they're deemed crazy because no one believes them. It, it, it's a tough situation. So it's one of those mm-hmm. where if the universe thinks I'm ready to know, then I'll know. But it's one of those that it's harder to convince yourself Yeah. To, that, that it's real. I think for me, as long as there's concrete evidence of it, I think that would sway my decision, you know? Yes, seeing the pictures, seeing the videos, and even the most recent one that I saw that just cannot be explained even by our government, I still have a slight bit of doubt, you know, because our government can't really be trusted with certain information, to be honest with you, so I still have my doubts about that. But I would like to know, like, if there are other species out in the universe, I I would like to know, I think. Now, do I want, like, a full-on alien invasion here? Hell no. I definitely don't want that. I'm sure we're probably not even well-equipped to even handle that, let alone a huge-ass asteroid screaming by Earth or even crashing into Earth. We'd be doomed as we know it. But I think I would like to know if if there's other ones out there. I mean, science has already proven that we've come from microorganisms, from space, from the Big Bang when the universe was created so I'm sure that's the same case for other galaxies far far away from us we just who knows what we're going to come across you know who knows if the little grayish looking big black eyed aliens are in fact the other race that's out there or do they kind of look like us like kind of like humans or hell maybe they could look like the yeti or Bigfoot. The possibilities are endless. But I think I would just like to know, you know, if there really is or if there really is life outside of Earth, I think that would be good to know to a point, but I really don't think we're gonna be anywhere close to to exploring or even contacting them, to be honest with you. Yeah. And the best places I think to to look for them if you are gonna look for them is uh the deserty areas because i think that's when you get the most sightings because mm-hmm. it's open flat land you don't have a uh, city uh, light pollution for the sky so you can see things yeah. a lot better um so that's probably your best cases and that's why those areas that you're talking about are the most heavily famous because they are f- for that reason uh i do believe area 51 is a tourist trap i think they want people to think that's where shit's going down so that means they can divert your attention and actually do what they want to do with their stuff somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So that's my opinion in the, in the matter. But uh, yeah, desert areas I think are the best because uh, obviously you can go into a forest and you have trees above you. It's a lot harder to look for aliens than if you go to a flat desert land with no trees. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like when we went to Eureka, Nevada and did an investigation out there and we were doing that long drive in the middle of the Nevada desert. I mean... You, if we would have stopped and just laid out in the middle of the road and just watched the sky, I'm sure we probably would have saw something nefarious, you know? Yeah. Well, just driving up uh, into Nevada at night that that one time when we went to Jackson House, I mean, that, yeah, that was, there's no lights anywhere and just barely seeing the road in front of you. You're like, you don't know. We were like, gosh, over over this hill, 
the, the town's gotta be there and then we go over the hill and it's just more dark openness we're like gosh dang it yeah yeah it's definitely a long drive in the middle of the night which is weird because you know if you if you're driving from salt lake city say for example from salt lake city to logan it goes by pretty quick because there's things to see there's lights there's action there's people you know whatever you travel that same amount of distance in the middle of nevada it felt like you've traveled all night long and it's only been a couple hours yeah that desert areas very very different environment yeah but again with utah we get we get the mixture of both we got the foresty environments in the north far then we got the deserty areas in the south so we, mm-hmm. we get a little bit of everything uh in in utah and it's a big hot spot uh you know uh, the skinwalker ranch area that gets so much uh, attention right now that's not only because it's for spiritual stuff but people say they see tons of ufo activities in that area and aliens drop down there a lot so i mean it's a big hotbed of everything pretty much yeah and diana said that if we go up to the high uintas uh it's easier to see aliens up there than it is in other parts of the state and i know a few of the ufo hunters that are here in utah they tend to go out to the west desert and down south to go searching for ufos as well so i mean there's plenty of places in utah nevada some parts of colorado some parts of idaho you know you could you could go ufo hunting if you want to um and i wouldn't mind doing that to be honest with you i wouldn't mind going up there and seeing if i could see something weird up in the up in space i know there's at least a couple hundred different satellites going around the planet every day and there's also a bunch of space debris space junk stuff like that shooting stars comets stuff like that but I until the day that I see something do a zigzag pattern in the sky and then disappear will be the day that I'll truly be a believer you know because there's no way a satellite can just stop mid-flight take a 90 degree and then head you know what I mean yep and that's the same type of uh, things that we go into with orbs and stuff is whether or not it's dust or a bug but on a smaller scale it, through a camera is if uh, it takes a different shape or pattern that's not characteristically the same as what a bug or dust would do yep. and we start thinking maybe it's something else it's same thing but on a larger scale with the ufos yeah and a question to all of our fans out there that are listening to this have you ever seen a ufo have you ever experienced aliens before let us know send a send us a message post up on our group page or our facebook page let us know because we would like to know there i'm sure there's a literal ton of people out there that have experienced some type of ufo or alien type presence and they've either been silenced or been ridiculed or anything like that but we want to hear your story because it's not uncommon these days to be ridiculed for something like that or be silenced by something like that i think that's just the the human nature of it i mean if someone if i if i wasn't even in the paranormal at all and some someone came up to me and been like dude i saw a ufo last night i've been like dude you're on drugs you know i think that's the mentality of most people on earth when it comes to unworldly things like the paranormal ufos stuff like that i think it takes a person that has an open mind to actually look into it and research it and see if it's actually true or not instead of just automatically dismissing it like most people do and we've seen that happen time and time again not just in the paranormal but you know you've heard these stories of people that have been inducted by aliens and then they were brought back to earth blah 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 and they've been labeled as crazy they've been labeled you know every other thing in the book as a medical condition or or anything like that to disprove what they're what they're saying but i find it ironic that they work so hard to disprove this particular person instead of just listening to him because there is that chance that he probably is not crazy you know but that's just how the human race is we come up with every excuse in the book to try to disprove things before we actually sit down and actually take another look at it at a different angle and be like, you know, there is something there, you know? What are your thoughts on that? 
Well, I, I try not to when someone shows me or tells me stuff about things. I try not to just say, "Ah, oh, now you're wrong. That's that's not true," unless I have good uh, factual evidence to suggest otherwise. But usually, when someone comes up and tells me something or shows me something, I just kind of go, "Okay, that's cool. That's awesome." You know? Yeah. I'm gonna, if you believe it, and, and and then cool. I'm not gonna fight you on something and say, "No, nah, that's 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 not real." Are you stupid? I I won't do that unless what they're telling me I have a, a different type of information that may counteract uh, what they have. You know, whether it be my own information that I know or something that I, you know, got from somewhere else. That's a conversation that we can debate. But I'm not going to mm-hmm. just say no, you're wrong, uh, straight out the gate without having uh, a good facts to back up and, you know. I'd like to start a conversation first before I just flat out say, no, that's wrong. Yeah. But and everyone see, falls into that. Yeah, definitely. And I'm the same way. I would rather have an open line of communication about it than just completely dismissing that person. I mean, it, it, the same concept even comes with the paranormal. We've experienced people that just do not believe the paranormal exists at all. It doesn't matter how much evidence that you show them to prove them that, yes, there is paranormal on this earth. Some people just don't want to believe it, and that's fine with me. I'm not going to waste my breath trying to convince you that the paranormal is real. But that same concept can be applied to any type of cryptic being out there. It doesn't have to be aliens. It could be Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster. It could be the other nefarious things that could be on this earth. But I think, just as a whole, the human race just doesn't want to be open-minded you know they'd rather turn a blind eye than actually learn the truth which we can see that time and time again as history repeats itself over and over again you know we've seen it in history we're also seeing it in modern day as well so really i mean there there probably is aliens out there they probably just think that we're just too stupid to handle it right now because we're having these types of debates in 2021 if it's real or not you know maybe they just saw how lost we are and they just hightailed it out of here who knows you know but i would like to know i i truly would like to know if there is aliens out there not that i want to talk to them or anything like that because i really don't want to get anal anal probed but i would like to know you know plus going and checking out some of these locations and just watch for UFOs. I think that would be a fun time. Maybe we should plan something for that for our group, David. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll put it in there with the, the Bigfoot hunting, too. Yeah. Because I think the mixture of both of those would be a fun time. Yeah. But like I said before, if any of our fans has any experience with UFO, UFO hunting, have you ever come across concrete evidence that proves that aliens are on this planet or have visited this planet let us know because honestly we we love this kind of stuff we would like to know you know the paranormal is our jam and even though this is completely different from the paranormal it's still something that cannot be explained and that's what the paranormal is so let us know by email or on our group page or facebook page if you've experienced this type of stuff and if we come across any articles or if i can find that video i'll post it up there as well because i find it quite interesting and you guys can debate on if you guys believe it or not because i i would like to know you know and i'm sure david at one point in time would probably would like to know as well or at least want to know that oh hey there's an alien here cool whatever you know um, is there going to be an alien expert at this uh, at convention that we're doing in, in October? I, I actually know there's a, a Bigfoot so. guy, but I don't know if there's an alien guy or girl going to gonna be there or not. Let me check, because I didn't think there was. Because I know there's a few people in a past conventions that, you know, were alien experts and stuff, but... Mm-hmm. Or classified as experts, I should say, but... Mm-hmm just curious if if there was one gonna be there yeah I mean it's just medium myself Bigfoot hunter 
another paranormal ex uh, expert out of Las Vegas. That's about it. I don't think they're going to be doing any type of UFO stuff there. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's all I got with the UFO stuff. Yeah, because oh. I think that's the most that I could talk about it now, because it's not like we've actually went out and hunted it yet, or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, and done any real extensive research on it or anything. I mean, just what we've seen and heard yeah. know, throughout, throughout our life. But Yeah. I'm sure you get a lot of those farmer people that are more isolated and people who live alone. I'm sure they that paranoia can come in and they can potentially see stuff or say they felt stuff or... You know, it's a lot different than people who live in, in the city most of their lives or even a rural rural community mm -hmm. versus the people that are just living out on the farm by themselves and rarely interact with people. Uh, those are the type of people you'll get more often to tell you that they'll probably believe in that stuff. Yeah, besides that and the pilots, the pilots are the ones that experience it the most, I feel like. Because they're the ones that see these random objects just flying and in the sky and you know the control tower is not seeing it on their radar or anything like that so it could be a toss up between people that live out in rural places and people that fly up in the sky too because I mean most of the footage that we see of UFO are either coming from the ground or from the sky itself from people on planes and everything so I don't know it, it's quite interesting that there's been so many documented cases of this kind of stuff but yet most people still deem it to be fake you know so I don't know well we deal with that on, on the paranormal aspect as well too so it doesn't surprise me any to be honest yeah I mean anything in, in the field uh, there's hundreds and hundreds of cases of people saying their stuff and then there's hundreds and hundreds of people who don't believe it and then half the people are faking and half the people aren't in that small gap percentage there is uh, a decent amount of good truth and factual evidence for every case uh, out there uh, so I mean there's always that small possibility of anything being real is probably real yeah but I mean, you, just, you gotta go with it if you don't believe it you don't believe it yeah definitely so for our cases are two residential cases that I want to talk about on this episode. One of them was up in Blackfoot, Idaho, and the other one was here in Logan. So the one up in Blackfoot, they were having uh, paranormal occurrences primarily around their children, and they were deeply concerned about it, so they got a hold of us. And we went up there. We did find that it did center around their children but we didn't find anything nefarious with it it wasn't anything malicious or anything to be afraid of and that's what we were able to determine while we were there it was a pretty quick case i mean there wasn't really much that went into it luckily it wasn't a bad case where there was malicious entities or anything like that it was just some some normal spirits that were a cause for concern because the parents were experiencing these things through their children and all that good jazz so that one was a pretty self-explanatory investigation but the one here in Logan that one was an interesting one and you were with me on that one David that was the one where we were getting that random sulfur smell weird stuff happening in the basement oh is like this that. uh is this uh the, the three-legged dog no oh no that God. was the downy one that okay. the Logan one. Logan one. Okay, I'm trying. I try. I think I remember, but I I can't because like the living room smelled like it was like a sweet smell, right? And we we're trying to figure out if there was like a perfume or mm -hmm. like a Glade plug-in or something. And then right there in that hallway where the kitchen was was when we were getting that sulfur smell. And we did yeah. check the refrigerator, and it wasn't coming from that. There wasn't. It wasn't coming from anything else in the kitchen. Yeah, and then I mean, I've smelled some bad stuff. Weird. I've been into some bad houses. That mm -hmm. smell was unique, and I don't think I've actually had that same scent again. Yeah. That was a very interesting scent. Now, is this the one um, where in the basement 
uh, we were dealing with a, a potential uh, overdose victim. Or is no. that also the the downy one? No, the overdose one was in Sandy. Sandy. I because I, I remember I remember the one in, in Logan where. Because it was uh, the same night we went over to Brigham City to go hunt those cryptic creatures. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. I, I could have sworn because that when we went down in the basement, that's the one where there was like, the animal feces all over, wasn't it? Yeah. The dog. It was. Yeah, that's that was the one with the. The overdose. There was an. Well, I mean, it wasn't confirmed, but that's what this, we speculated it was. Because mm. there was uh, that big book on that uh, washer or dryer. Yeah. And I, and I said, uh, can you move this book? And on my ovulus, it said heavy pages. Yeah, I remember that. And then uh, there was some like white powdery substance uh, on the floor. And I was like, man, that looks like drugs. And then my ovulus said, uh, have some. Like, do I have some? Yeah, and that's when we were like thinking that we were dealing with uh, someone who overdosed on drugs. Yeah, now I'm starting to remember that part of it. Yeah, yeah, we did get quite a few pieces of evidence there. I think the biggest cause of concern was that random sulfur smell, because you know, sulfur smell pretty much equals anything demonic. But outside of that, I mean, we really didn't feel that threatened in that house. It was definitely thick in there. It, it was yeah, definitely it had was, a, a thick feeling. It, it was interesting. Uh, one, one, a few of the dirtiest homes I've been in. Mm-hmm. I mean, like yeah, a lot, lot of, lot of stuff everywhere. Again, there was, they, they had the basement. They had their animals, just kind of roamed down there, mm-hmm. and there was you know just animal poop all over the floor. So it was pungent smell, and it was kind of just the environment alone was a big recipe for negative things to be there yeah. already. And then dealing with potential people who overdo- did drugs in the house and stuff, you know, you're just adding to it. So it, it wasn't a nice house. Mm-hmm. Uh, entities or no entities, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that, that one, I do remember that one. And then, yeah, that was it was an interesting night because we did that one. And then in the same night, we did another place, which honestly, I don't think we've done that very often where we've done multiple locations in one night, except like when we did a, like the graveyard uh, crawl Tour. that we did. Yeah. Um, that was a good night too. Cause it was, it's crazy. Cause when you do that, your night seems like it goes by faster, you know, but cause it's like, man, it's already like late. But it's like, man, I feel like we've this is our third uh, place. But I'm like, man, I feel like we were just barely at the last one, and we weren't there very long. And it's interesting. Yeah. And you don't you don't feel as tired because you're sitting in one place waiting for something to happen all night. You know, you're you're moving and doing different things. It, I, I like that. But when we went to Brigham, it 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 wasn't much. It was tough. It was like some apartments, and it's hard to do apartments because you have bunch of other tenants like really close by and contamination mm-hmm. and stuff like that but that was actually uh the first potential uh concern because the neighbors and people in the area were thinking that there was a windigo in the area yeah and that was i think our first potential uh encounter with one because we had our thermal imaging camera outside looking for one and it was very interesting but nothing really accumulated from that yeah, nothing really did accumulate from that, to be honest with you. Even when we were doing the inside house investigation, nothing really came across on that as well. But that Logan one, yeah, it was... there. We got a bunch of activity right when we got there, and then it just kind of died off, and then we decided to pack up and then go to this other case as well, because we wanted to go and see if there was really a Wendigo at this location or not, which unfortunately all all chances to investigate it and try to document it was fruitless to be honest with you but it was definitely worth it it was it was quite fun doing two investigations in one night yeah i remember busting ass to get everything packed up and then we boogied on over there and started investigating there and then you went home and then i went went back to logan after that yeah but, but yeah anytime brigham city's involved with when there's a location there you're pretty on the safe bed that you're gonna come across something because Brigham yeah. City's pretty pretty haunted. Right, 
But yeah, the Logan investigation, it wasn't too bad. I mean, there was quite a bit of activity right when we got there. We did document a lot of evidence there. Uh, as far as we could tell, we didn't find anything nefarious. The only thing that really caused concern with me, like I said before, was a sulfur smell. But it was that one time, though, that happened. Outside of that, it wasn't really that bad. Closed, the, Showed the, the client the evidence and closed the case and everything. And then she's since moved to another location from there so it, it was a pretty decent investigation and then having our little wendigo investigation right after that was pretty cool as well but not really much to talk to about these cases these are residential cases so i can't really go in depth about them but now let's talk about a piece of equipment now a couple episodes ago we were talking about the melmeter particularly with the REM function, now we're going to talk about the actual physical REM pod itself. Now you got different flavors out there. Now you have the the REM pod that came from the original creator, and then there's the other ones that you can buy from other paranormal stores that are just like the REM pod. They're small, they're square. There's different flavors of it. It just really depends on how much money you want to spend. I have two different ones. I have the original REM pod. This one also has the temperature sensor as a, on it as well. And then I also have another REM pod. I think it's called a REM Master or something like that from Ghost Hunter Store or something like that. I got it a couple years ago. That does the exact same thing. Essentially, it's four lights, a speaker, and an antenna. And if anything goes near this antenna and breaks that field, the REM pod will go off. Now, the lights indicate in the intensity of it. So, I mean, if you get semi-close to it, it'll go green, and then it'll turn orange, yellow, red, and stuff like that. For it to go completely red, you literally have to touch the antenna for it to go red. But for it to light up in green, or even orange, or yellow, or whatever, you have to get, like, super close to this antenna. I've had... The REM pods go off numerous different times, numerous different investigations. In fact, a couple episodes ago when we were talking about that that mirror, I had a REM pod sitting right in front of it. And any time a spirit would pass in or out of that mirror, that REM pod would go off. There's been other times we've done a bar. We've had it on the stairs, and that thing was constantly going off any time the spirit would go up and down the stairs. In accordance to that, we also heard footsteps going up and down the stairs as well. David, you were with me on that one. Um, but there's been other locations where this REM pod just doesn't go off at all, which that happens. Can't Far guarantee... Off is it not, really, but yeah. when it does go off, it's something special. Exactly. So, I mean, you can't, you can't expect your equipment to go off on every single investigation, but when it does go off, just hope that you have a camera right there to capture it, because... It's nice when it's actually going off, especially when you're there and you see it go off. You can tell the difference, like in the energy and everything like that. <clears throat> but it's an awesome piece of equipment. I definitely recommend it. Now, the cheaper options are not going with the original creator of the REM pod. You can go to some of these other ghost hunting stores and you can get them for a lot cheaper. Or if you want to get the OG, you'd be forking out, you know, true two or three hundred dollars for one. They have been making improvements on them. In fact, my buddy Mikey, he got one a few months ago that has some upgrades to it versus the one that I have, which I thought was pretty cool. And then there's also just the base model REM pod that no th no frills, you know, like no temperature sensors, range proximity sensors, stuff like that. Just your normal run-of-the-mill REM pod. I would definitely recommend it. It's definitely worth having on any investigation, whether it's attached to a melmeter, if it's the REM pod itself, or if you get one of these awesome little dolls that have the REM pod functionality in it. I actually have one. It's a unicorn. And I got it from a guy over in England that makes these paranormal pieces of equipment. He makes a wide variety of them, but I wanted the, the uh, stuffed animal, so that way we can use it for children's spirits or any type of spirits to be honest with you but it's pretty cool i mean it's 
the horn has wire on it so that way it senses when something's coming near. I think there's wires also going all over the body as well. And it lights up just like a REM pod. It's just in a cute, cuddly form instead of a round black and red mass, you know? Um, David, I don't believe you have a REM pod besides your mail meter, right? No, yeah, I just use the mail, but I have a lot of good uh, stories with uh, my mail meter with the rim on it that I, mm. I, I did. Uh, one, one quick story that I, I'll say uh, okay. in the location. Um, I won't say the location because we'll talk about it later. Uh, but this was just one where I was by myself uh, upstairs. I put the rim, my mail with the rim, just in front of the door. And I was just in this room by myself and I had my ovulus. And uh, my ovulus starts speaking. And so instantly, that means the, to me there was a presence there. And then my rim started going off in front of the door. And I was like, oh, is someone in here with me? And uh, I was like, well, what's your name? And then I got the name. This was very fast and intelligent from my ovulus. Uh, said Jack. And I was like, oh, okay, Jack. If that's you, can you stop it, please? And then the rim stopped. Like it stopped going off. And I said, oh, thank you. And this is me by myself. I mean, I got the chills. I was very nervous. But I didn't feel frightened. Because I felt like whoever was there with me knew I was there, was able to hear me, was able to communicate with me, and, and did that. And I was like, oh, that's, that, that was really cool. And then I was talking to this Jack, but then people started coming up the stairs, and then, and then it was dead. But the fact that I had uh, two different devices interacting at the same time with each other was just really proof to me that there was a spirit there I was communicating with, and his name was potentially Jack. Yeah. And using the REM pod for communication aspects of it, it actually really does work. We tend to use our mail meter with the REM function more for interacting and everything like that. But you can do the same thing with the REM pod or any other flavor of the REM pod that you so choose. And as long as the spirit is comfortable enough to be able to play with it, because there's a lot of spirits out there that just avoid our equipment like the plague, literally. Like Friday, like our last residential investigation we did on Friday night, where the only two pieces of equipment that I know of that went off was your uh, proximity sensor thing. What is it called? Um, it's it's actually very new. Uh, God, I don't have a specific name off the top of my head for it, but it's basically a motion detector that's like 360 degrees of view, and when you get close to it, the red light will start beeping and making mm -hmm. noise and glowing. And but then what's cool about it is after the motion is moved away from it, uh, there's a a white light that will show you where movement was so you know if you don't see it if you walk and you see that white lights on it'll tell you that there was detection there at some point which is really cool mm -hmm. i'll eventually talk about that later yeah and then uh my other rem pod not the og but my other rem pod was also going off right behind me as well in the in the front living room but those were the only two times that those went off that whole entire investigation yeah I and mean, that's I just my uh, ovulus that yeah night, but like the ovulus had... is a different thing though because it measures the energy and the spirits can communicate with that i'm i was just more or less talking about the actual equipment well, yeah you're uh go your, off your knockoff rim whatever that's called yeah they're not not the rem pot but your other little one yeah the rem uh, master or something like that when because we were about to cleanse the the house and I came into that room where you and Diana were, and I was like, hey, should I have my ovulus running while we're cleansing? And the entire night, that thing did not go off once, and then out of nowhere, that thing just started lighting up. Mm -hmm. And oh my God, it was going crazy. I could feel the energy in that room was crazy. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's because I said cleansing or something that I didn't like that, but I was like, and then when it was done, I had to walk out of there. I was like, nope, I don't like that feeling. Mm -hmm. I had to go sit down and process what just happened for a second because it was intense. Yeah. It definitely did not want us to, to cleanse, but we ended up cleansing it anyway. So, But yeah, that that's just an example of what typically happens. If the spirit just doesn't want to interact with our equipment, they just don't want to interact with our equipment. That's why David said before that more times than not, the REM pod doesn't really go off because spirits just don't really want to touch them. They're afraid of them. They think they're going to harm them or whatever, even though we tell them it's not going to harm you. See, watch it, touch it. And, you know, they still don't believe you. But when it does go off, 
It's an awesome piece of equipment. You can use it for question and answers. You can just use it as a stationary thing, which we typically like to use them for. Because a lot of our evidence when it comes to those pieces of equipment, when they go off randomly in a room when no one's in there and no one's in the house, how can you explain that, you know? Obviously, you can see bugs and stuff if a bug lands on it or a cat which that has happened a time or two. A cat got near it and set it off, which I didn't know that, you know, until I watched the footage, and it's like, oh, well, it was the cat debunked, you know. But it, it's 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 a stellar piece of equipment. I definitely recommend you getting that piece of equipment if you can afford it. Obviously, if you get the, the knockoff ones, like the Rem Master, or some of the other ones that other people are producing inside of a doll or anything like that, they're obviously going to be semi-cheaper than the actual OG REM pod. But whatever you want to get, it's going to work. I use both on every single investigation. One will go off more than the other, or both of them won't go off. It happens. But that's uh, that's basically it on that piece of equipment. Did you want to add anything, David? Uh, no, I, I like the mail with the REM because it's more mobile. Uh, you can hold it, and uh, you know it's just the antenna and... Uh, you can move more with the other ones you kind of have to place and sit down and let it go so I mean mm-hmm. that's but they, they work the same they all work the same um, but that's one of the reasons why I like that we have all of our equipment because I mean sh- you don't need all the equipment that we have to do it but if you want to get evidence it's better to have more and then not enough because then yeah in one area this equipment might not get touched the entire night but if I didn't have that there, there wasn't an option for it to get touched all the night. So I'd rather have it there, not get touched, than not have it there at all and mm-hmm. potentially could have been touched. You know, whatever small percentage we can capture anything, I just let's use it, let's put it out in front of the camera. It, you know, it, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Just let it sit in a room that we might not enter very often. Because I know we, as people on our group, can tell if their spirits are there, interact with them. But if we got cameras rolling, let's just put a lot of pieces of equipment that we can in front of the cameras because even if we can't see anything on the cameras maybe one out of the five devices in front of it will get something and it helps prove yeah between david and i we have enough equipment that we could physically put a camera and at least three pieces of equipment in every single room in a five-bedroom house that's how much equipment that we actually have so if needed if we needed to cover the whole entire house top to bottom we have the resources to do it now a lot of other teams out there probably don't have that much equipment and really you don't need to have that much equipment at least have enough for at least two rooms inside of a house in a normal four bedroom two bath house or something like that you know you don't need much more than that and then of course that's not including some of the equipment that we carry around with us you know to room to room like the ovulus 5 k2 millimeter digital recorder trigger objects stuff like that so that just to give you guys a sense of how much equipment that between david and i have we have enough to if we needed to do a full on house we have enough to do that but yeah like what david said it's always better to have more than not enough especially in this particular field but that's gonna do it for our episode about aliens we thank you for tuning into us on your busy monday and hopefully you found this episode informational and entertaining couple of paranormal guys talking about ufos since we never really experienced that before we hope it was entertaining enough for you guys and if you want us to touch back on this episode particularly after when we go ufo hunting and we can definitely talk about that as well so let us know and if you have any stories experiences photographic proof of aliens let us know and we will definitely share that with all of our fans but thank you so much for tuning in to us and you guys have a great rest of your day bye-bye you are listening to the bear river paranormal podcast brp podcast if you 
or you know of someone who is having issues with an entity or a possible haunting, please send us an email, text, or call. You can find all of our information at www.bearriverparanormal.com. We work 24-7 so we can resolve your paranormal issues quickly and as conveniently as possible. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Bear River Paranormal Podcast. Toss us a rating or a review. You can also find us on Facebook at BRP Podcast. If you are interested in sponsoring us, please send us a message. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you for listening and have a great rest of your day.